Oh, dude, check out my guns, my sweet guns. I have, I named them, I named them Molly and Ringwald. I don't know why my brain. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome to A Thing A Month, also known as Adam, the monthly challenge podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kobar, and today I'm joined by guest co-host Kyle Inman. How are you doing, buddy? Kyle Inman is my name and great is my game. Is running your game? Uh... Not anymore, baby. That's right. We have finished the One Punch Man challenge. We have right. we have completed the full twenty eight day Adam cycle of One Punch Man. Whoo, who mama? This was a doozy. Yeah, I don't. I'm kind of sad that it's over, but I will say I have never felt after I finished my run today. I have never felt a more sense of relief. But also like, oh man, I, I I was kind of enjoying that like motivation to have to keep on continuing. But also I'd never want to do it again. It was such a <laughs> such a mix of emotions. Well, in our first episode you said that there may be uh one punch man two point in, in the future, and so I don't know if you're going back on your word here or <laughs> I'm definitely not definitely not pushing that envelope. Yeah, check us out ma- March 2021 for one-, one Punch Man 2.0. See us do this again. That's a big yikes is what that is. All right, before we give too many things away, let's go ahead and do a quick recap. Uh, the One Punch Man challenge, what Kyle and I did is 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats every day for the month of March, accompanied by a run of no less than one mile. And... The actual One Punch Man is supposed to be 10 kilometers, 6.2 miles, but for people who are not runners and who have never done anything like this a day in our lives, we decided that we should set a minimum as opposed to a maximum and then kind of go from there. So our minimum was the one mile and we kind of built up from there. So let's go ahead and kind of just do initial impressions of right afterwards. Yeah, well, I I gotta say I was prepared for this response, and mainly, I think that I am really glad that it's over. I think my body feels so beat up, and it's so welcoming, like this new transition of not having to do this anymore. I I honestly will probably not work out again for at least another week after. <laughs> After this, just because my body's been screaming for rest like for so long, I feel the wear and tear. I think there that it comes with some positives as well. Uh, like I don't think it was by any means all bad. But that being said, my body is crying out for relief and victory. I feel something very, very similar. Uh, I I do not think that I could go for another run tomorrow, even if I wanted to. Uh, surprise. I have blisters on my feet from all the running. Uh, my feet were not used to the shoes that I was running with, and my feet are too wide for the running shoes. Oh. And uh, the, the the it's not the sole, but like the insert, the the insert that comes with it, is meant for a narrower foot, and so my foot flattened it out, and I just have like lines of blisters oh. going down the insides of my feet. So I'm so glad today was the last day. Because I ran the two miles today and I was like, this is, I can't. I was actually going to do the 10K today. And I was like, last day going for the 10K, going for gold, 2.25 miles hit. And I was like, 
I could keep going, but I wouldn't be able to do anything for like the foreseeable future. And so I, I decided that I will do the 10K, just not right now. Yeah, you, you absolutely hate to see the blisters, man. They, uh, <laughs> that's, that's tough. You, you hate to see that. I think my biggest, the place where I'm feeling it most, that, that the body part that's most going to be relieved, which is kind of shocking because I think it's one of my more, I guess, like toned parts, and it's the uh, calves. My calves and where they connect with my ankles and where they connect with my knees, like there's just this soreness and this pain that shoots up from like those sections like as I like I'll be in daily walking or like doing something else and if I'm not distracted by something else then I just feel like pain kind of shoot in my legs and around my ankles and I was like yeah that's probably signs that we need to be drawn to a close here pretty soon (laughs) so blisters and just downright pain are, are good signs of a required break yeah the ankles the ankles aren't used to anything even remotely close to that I, I felt that one uh, this week was kind of like the first time that my body was like, hey, bud, I think you need a rest day. So, Kyle, in total, how many miles did you run during this monthly challenge? Right. So I rounded up just a little bit. I'll say the exact number, too. I ran 60 miles this month, which is insane. And I it's rounded up from 58.4, which was 58.4 was the exact number recorded, but I also, you know, there were some days where I'd jog half a mile back and like, so I'm sure it's upwards of 60. I'm sure 60 is a conservative amount. So if I can do the same thing, I ran 42 miles, but my actual raw values is 41.18. Um, as far as, you know, running back or whatever, uh, I, I, there would be times at which where I was, I needed to, to jog back to the house or I was finished running and I was by the house, but I realized that I couldn't just go inside. I had to walk or jog it off for something because I was still just in that zone. So I would probably round to 42 from 41.18. We ran over 100 miles combined. Insane, dude. How about that? <laughs> That's crazy. Going into this, I never would have thought that. I thought maybe maybe a mile a day at the 28. I think that was where my head was at. Yeah. Well, and even I was ambitious. I was like, maybe we'll get one in at the end of the month. And I got to say, like, if I was in the state that I was in today, trying to or yesterday, trying to run the 10K yesterday, instead of a couple days before, like just kind of on the spot, I, I, there's no way. I mean, like my legs would have been hurting so much. And, uh, yeah, I think you also have to factor in too. like, there are times where we'd just, we'd run a 5k like twice in a week. And that's an event that most people, there's a lot of people on this planet that one never run anywhere close to a 5k. And they do it in an isolated event where it's like, okay, I trained for it. I prepped for it. And I ran a 5k. We ran a 5K multiple times this month, 5K plus, and we lived to tail the tail, essentially. Like, we we just kept going through it, and we knew we had to get up and do it again the next day. Yeah, I I believe my longest was 3.5 miles. 
so just over a 5k and I believe I ran three 5k pluses this month uh, which I before this instance the only other time that I had run a 5k was I was uh, man I was at church camp whenever I was a wee little lad um, probably early high school late junior high and it was a 5k with the biggest quotes around it because I walked quite a bit I was very out of shape then just like I was going into this in terms of like long distance running but I hit a point where I was able to do it without walking and the times were able to cut shorter and shorter which is definitely something that it was very very fun seeing seeing those numbers go down seeing the time go down while the numbers went up was a very very satisfying experience yeah, I, I had run a 5K once coming into this, but I was always more of a, I guess, a quote-unquote sprinter because they would technically still call uh, like the mile run even like a long-distance race. But a, a mile, mile and a half, that's where I would hang my hat, and I had pretty good times way back when. And you would have seen my 5K time, and you would have thought it was pretty good. Like It was like 22 minutes. and But I walked like so much in that because my pace was not cut out for... <laughs> it was not cut out to run like an entire 5k so like I'd sprint to make up for my walking at times and then I'd walk some more and then I'd sprint and walk and it was the most inconsistent thing that's not the way you want to do a race well and that being said I did run a 10k this month woohoo and I feel good about it and I ran for well over half of it I know I, I ran up to a 5k a little bit past a 5k and then I had to walk some, and then, so I didn't, like, run the whole thing, but I hit my goal, which was under an hour, and it wasn't one of those things like the 5k I just mentioned, where I sprint, walk, sprint, walk, it was a, uh, you know, like, I'd walk for, like, 0 .8, 0 .08, I think is how long I'd walk, a hundredth of a, eight hundredths of a mile, and then I would start my running pace again, and I'd get up to a place where I ran for another, you know, mile, mile and a half. And until the end of the race, then I tried to do sprints. And that last sprint, like to make it before an hour was one of the toughest things. So that was a, a crazy experience. So I know I didn't do the 10K like you did, but I had a similar sentiment at the end of my 5K or one of the earlier 5Ks. I, at the end, I was... I, I was looking at my watch and I was like, I want to hit, uh, was it like sub 38? Like I was like, I really want to hit it. I really want to hit it. And so I remember I was sprinting and afterwards I was like, I do not know how I could do any more than this. Like this has to be my breaking point. This has to be my limit. And then I remembered thinking that's how I felt after my first mile on day one. I was like, there's no way I could go any more than this. There's no way. This is horrible. This is going to be the worst challenge I've ever done in my entire life. I don't know why I agreed to do anything so preposterous as this. And then, you know, three weeks later, I'm doing the same thing, but with three times the distance. It was, it was a very surreal feeling whenever I kind of put everything into perspective. Yeah, that, that's how I felt this very last day. I only did a mile, but I was going for speed because I used to be at this place where I was doing like seven minute pace. I think my best time ever was like 6.52. And that was after like a month of working it. 
and I wanted to just just for laughs like see how close I could get to my old times and compared to at the start of this month it was a real eye-opener to see just how out of shape I was and the fact that I could hardly run like that first day I ran like an 830 and I was so winded I was gassed today I ended up running a Uh, 731 just behind Cody's 730 from earlier in the month and yeah I I felt really good because I was like yeah you've you've worked to this point where you can do that kind of thing and I was very winded at the end of it don't get me wrong because I was I was sprinting but you know it's really cool to be able to measure that sort of thing kind of put it in perspective because you know a 5k is a big deal and more than a 5k you can see that and go oh well it's not my goal or you can say dude there, like over half of this planet can't do that kind of thing. Yes, I mean, I, what's that? What's that saying that people say? You know, by going for a run, you just lapped everybody on the couch, kind of thing. And that's that's kind of was like a good mentality for me going into this on the days when I didn't want to do anything. Well, it was like it's just a mile. Hey, you're just doing a mile. You're just doing a mile. And then I'd I'd hit the mile mark and I'm like, oh no, I still got more in me. And then you know I'd hit the five k and I'd be like, oh okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Like no more today. I've I've hit my limit. My legs are screaming at me. I got to finish. And that really was definitely a really good feeling. Like watching the progression of ourselves, you know, one of the things, you know, I personally, I didn't run the 10K. I know we've already emphasized that quite a bit, but seeing the joy and being able to like congratulate you and be proud of you on this journey was something that also gave me a bunch of joy like sharing in those moments with you there were so many mountaintops in this range going into this that I hadn't really even thought about everything that we did was a mountain to climb every mile was a mountain sometimes we were making mountains out of molehills but it felt like a mountain in that moment and there were times where I was like you just hit the top of that mountain and I'm a little bit below you but I'm just like cheering you on and I'm just like, hey, you're going to hit it again. You're going to hit it again. You're going to hit that next one. You know, you're going to claim that peak for us. So it was a very, very fun experience. Um, not only doing this for myself, but also like doing it in such a way that this was this was a joyous experience, not for not for the running it, but for the experience and camaraderie of it. Totally. Totally. I think there were, I I was thinking in my mind, I think there were a lot of bro hug moments because, you know, from my, I mean, even from my vantage points, there were some days where I was hurting and you were doing like a 5k and, (laughs) you know, you sit back and you're like, well, you can't feel sad about that kind of thing. It's like, that's just where both of us are at. And I'm pumped that you were, that you did that on that day. And uh, yeah, I think it's really cool to be able to celebrate with each other. That accountability aspect keeps coming back up in this challenge. And I think there's just absolutely no way to do it without it. You know, like it's a must and a want. I, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I do not think that I would have completed it to the point at which we did had I not had that accountability. It's just that self-motivation for this is very hard to muster up. 100%. Well, and I, I wanted you to get started on this on this kind of train of thought instead of just taking it over. What is what's like the best things that have come out of this for you? Oh yeah, so for me personally, I think coming out of this was I wanted to address this later, but I'll go ahead and address it now. 
Okay, bet. <laughs> I think I broke my limit. I think coming out on the other side of this, I have broken my limits. I have done what I have told myself is impossible for me to do. My very first mile that we ran for this challenge. Let me... Ooh, yeah. Dang, I, I forgot about that. My very first mile for this challenge was 1027. That was rough. And I hit a seven minute, 30 second mile. Oh, a week and a half ago now? I broke my limits. I thought that I would never be able to run a 5K. I thought that I would never be able to hit sub eight again. Like I, like I said, I think my fastest mile that I've ever run prior to that day was a 7.59 in high school or a 7.59 eight minute. Like it was like right there on that margin in high school. And I hit below that. I feel more physically fit now than I ever had been. And I feel like it's kind of fitting for the times. We are in this very unique spot in terms of world history where times are just incredibly different. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm making a joke here, but it almost feels like apocalyptic in a sense. And have you ever seen Zombieland? Yes. One of the rules that the protagonist says at the very beginning is cardio. You must have cardio. And I always thought, whenever I watch that movie, I always think, oh, I'd be good. I have cardio for days. I have cardio for days. And starting this challenge, I realized I do not have cardio for days in the slightest. And coming out of this, I feel, yeah, like if something if something were to happen and I had to, like my car was broken and I had to run, like sprint as fast as I could to the store to get like emergency medication. I feel like I could do it now, which is something that I couldn't say for myself a, a month ago. And I know that sounds like, you know, worst case scenario or whatever, but I say that to say I have done now what I thought then was impossible. And now my perceived limits are now, oh, I don't think I could run a half marathon, you know, and that's that's so weird for me to think because going into this 10K was scary. 10k was incredibly incredibly scary and i was gonna do that today and now it's like whew, half marathon i don't know about that one chief it's that's kind of scary and it's just interesting that i shattered what i thought was my limit heck yeah man yeah well and there's so many like interesting points to make along the way the fact that we did it in march is literally just a point in and of itself like we knew this month would be crazy but we didn't know it would be COVID-19 crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that just added a whole other element to it. I was listening to the first podcast, and I was excited for March Madness. And then they canceled Oh, March yeah. Madness. Whenever I was listening back on that, I was like, wow. Yeah, no, this month really went nothing as planned. <laughs> well, and didn't we both, did you end up watching One Punch Man as well? No, unfortunately, I didn't get oh. around to it. See, I was going to say, like, we both, two people who had never seen the show that we were doing the challenge for, watched it. I, I ended up, I didn't even say I was going to watch it, and I was the one that ended up watching it. I know, I was the one who said, oh, I'm so excited to watch this, and I just didn't. I thought about binging it last night, but I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. There was just, there was, I didn't want to listen to music one time when I was about to do my reps, 
And I was like, well, I'll, I'll put on a show because I need something going to get me through these reps because it was a tough day. And uh, I started watching the show, and I just kind of didn't stop watching the show. So, uh, yeah, I, I binged all two seasons in one night. That's um, what I was specifically trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, you would have been tired for this podcast, boy. But, uh, yeah, there's so many, like, interesting takeaways, and... I have I hadn't even because of the social distancing stuff. I haven't even gotten to really report back on like what kind of effect this has had on like, you know, if I play on frisbee Fridays or if I play basketball, like that sort of stuff. Um, but I can feel like my endurance already. Like I've never really done that level of endurance type stuff, and I feel like it would have made me probably an even better athlete in the past. And um, now doing it alongside of all that stuff, I don't know that sort of effect. So I didn't get to measure that. I think one of the cool effects that it had on me, I started uh, standing up straighter. I started to notice, like I even got a compliment on it from my folks a little bit earlier. Like I just love how straight you stand up. And I was like, I feel like I haven't always stood up this straight. And, uh, getting to see my before and after pictures, I was like, I am standing up a little bit straighter, just more naturally, which is just like a really random thing. Yeah. Um, you said that earlier. And I was really wondering, I was like, what does he mean standing up straighter? Like I was looking at the before and after pictures, but your chest sticks out more prominently as if you're centering your shoulders behind your head, like you should be. And I was like, Oh, huh. That's very interesting. I definitely wouldn't would not have noticed that had you not pointed it out. But now I legitimately can can tell it a distinct difference. It's something that I've I started to feel like even walking around like grocery stores and things. And, and that's like a really minute thing. Like I think the bigger takeaways are the endurance and the uh, I think I think I did get that goal of being more toned. By, by the end of it, just because I think any sort of workout would have done that for me because I just wasn't working out to begin with. But I'm totally with you, man. I think there were, there were certain points that you'd hit during, especially the running, that you were like, I can't believe I'm still going at this point. You know, like, I can't believe that I, I thought I would make it half this far. And it, you just find your legs are still moving. And that's, that's so different from the start where like when you start to feel that pushback of pain, you stop because that makes sense. Like when you're in a place of comfort and not at, like in shape, quote unquote, you stop when you feel that pushback. And the more you keep going, the more you know you've got to push your limits a little bit more, the more you start to say, the, the less you stop. Like you still stop at a certain point, but it, that limit changes. Would you say that you've experienced any negative consequences? I I think so. I think my body was just hurting. And I think there were a lot of times where I had to prioritize the workouts over other things that I needed or wanted, like just flat out wanted to do more than the workouts, which is also that last part is also a positive because sometimes you need to prioritize working out over other things, both for mental and physical health. But I think there were times where I was like, man, I really, like, I could devote this time, this hour out of my day to 
something else and I feel ready to work on this other thing. But if I don't get my workout done right now, then it's just not going to happen. It, it ended up being, uh, I don't think that being in, in the working class that I'm in, that I would be able to keep up like this intense of a thing of a regime going forward at all. Like I think it'd have to be dialed back a lot. And I, I think part of the positives of the workout were also a negative, you know, the fact that the, even the breaking of the limits, I would say was a negative in some ways, because like, I'm trying to break my limits in so many different places that you're just so worn out and you have to really check yourself if you have that kind of capacity. Like I said, like one of the first things I had to say was that my muscles are just crying out for break. <laughs> Give me a break. And I'm like, you're not wrong for wanting a break, my muscles. So so I'm not like a bro or anything in the sense that I come out like, oh, dude, check out my guns, my sweet guns. I have, I named them, I named them Molly and Ringwald. I don't know why my brain... <laughs> That Those was great names. Wow. Okay. So I think you could probably tell by the name that came to my head first whenever I was trying to emphasize names on my guns that I'm not one of those people who typically says things like that. I mean, I have heard you refer to your guns as Molly and Ray. <laughs> don't don't lie to the viewers. <laughs> okay. Fine. On many occasions, I have called my my left bicep and right bicep Molly and Ringwald, respectively. <laughs> Whenever um, Cody introduces himself to a new room or a new set of people, he just says, Cody Kovar introducing alongside Molly and Ringwald. God. And that's just about an everyday thing. That is seriously horrible. Okay. Please, let's continue on. Okay. But I say that to say that I do not think my thighs could get any harder <laughs> like whenever i flex out my thigh completely it's to the point where it's like i'm i might need some new jeans i i see why you prefaced with i'm not a bro at the start of this to to start it out i felt like i needed to clarify that it's like i'm not like oh look at me but i like i'm being like serious out of like, context my thigh guns are ripping my <laughs> I'm thicker than ever before. <laughs> and if you know Cody Kovar, you know Cody Kovar <laughs> 2.0, thicker it's than a, ever. <laughs> That's a, a big <laughs> bowl of oatmeal out here. <laughs> Cody Kovar 2, electric boogaloo, thicker than ever. Oof. <laughs> that's, that's this. Everything before the One Punch Man challenge is just chapter one of Cody Kovar. But yeah. now we're moving on to chapter two. This is the apex. <laughs> Okay, anyway, I, I kind of regret ever bringing that up, but that's legitimately <laughs> how I feel. I was I was uh standing and I uh I like I, I straightened out my leg real hard and I was like, it, it it felt like really tight after I did my uh, 100 squats one day. It felt like very 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 tight. And so I kind of stretched it out and I was like, I don't think it's ever looked that big before. And it felt like legitimately I was like, wow, like this is this is like rock, rock, rock solid. It was very uh, a unique situation for me. Um, like I don't remember my legs ever feeling like this. Like even like peak football days, right? Like I don't remember ever feeling like that. Bro, I definitely hit like a football 
type thing. Like I, I, I threw it back. There was one night where I did the workout right after I did a run and oh my gosh, I was like, I was full body sweat. Like I was drenched and it took me back to the weight room days. Like it was just really hot. And on my last push up, I was Ugh! like involuntarily just like screamed out in my house. And I like kind of looked around afterwards. <laughs> You're like your roommates coming out of the woodworks. Like, Kyle, are you okay? Yeah, man. It sounded like I was in, in pain, but to circle back to what you had originally said, I definitely feel those sentiments. How it was like every good thing also had its consequences. There is one consequence that I don't remember if I touched on or not during part two of episode one, but it is incredibly prevalent in my life right now. I'm eating so much more than I used to. And it could just be I'm in the house all day and it could be COVID-19 hitting me and hitting that hitting the world. And I'm just like stuck at home all day. But I am so much hungrier than I used to be. Like I, uh, according to my watch, my my fitness tracker. Uh, on the days where I would run the 5Ks, I would burn well over a thousand calories just in working out alone. Right. And I, I would, after that, my dinner would be like two plates of spaghetti. And I'm like, all right, mama, bring on the dessert. What's good? <laughs> but like, I, I actually don't talk to my wife like that. So it was actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i said that it just felt oh, fitting man. it felt fitting <laughs> felt <right. laughs> but i really like i legitimately i was like man i'm still like i'm still hungry like my body still feels like it needs to eat the the eat away the caloric deficit that i was sitting at so that was an unforeseen negative consequence that it could have been a good thing except that eating mentality carried over to the days at which I wouldn't run the full 5k. And then it was just plain and simple overeating. Totally. I've got to check myself going forward from here to not overeat. Cause I'm, it's the same way. Cause like you said, when you burn that m many calories, it's like, well, now you got to add pretty much a whole nother meal into your diet to make up for the stuff that you just lost. And that's really hard to do both on a budget and on a, transitioning out of this workout phase type thing also i'll bring up uh i just weighed back on the scale i was 173 to start and i was kind of expecting to have to have lost some weight but i actually i put on a couple pounds i'm 175 wow yeah and i'm i'm left to assume that because i've been eating well and i've been uh like with my macros and everything i've been eating well I've obviously been working out, <laughs> uh, kind of by definition of why I'm here, um, and I I'm I think that just it's that kind of thing of like putting on more muscle mass. So it wasn't what I was expecting at all. So yeah, I haven't weighed myself, uh, not not by like I'm avoiding it or anything. It just I I weighed myself periodically throughout the challenge, and I pretty much was maintaining weight despite eating more, I guess. Um, like, I, I fluctuate pretty heavily between, like, 181 and 183 these days. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty standard. I, 
I'm going to go, actually, you know what? I'm already like fully dressed. I'm not going to go get naked and weigh myself again, but I'll, uh, I'll post an update and the, uh, either after the episode or like on my Twitter or something that people can go and reference. Very nice. But yeah, I, I, I definitely expected a little more of a loss, but I was, I was definitely shocked whenever I found out that I was more so maintaining than anything. Yep, I think our bodies were just kind of like, hey, you got to feed me if you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and I, you know, Socrates once said something very important. He said, know thyself. And I am a big enough person to admit that I know that I get hangry pretty bad. And so if I was just like sitting at a caloric deficit all month, my wife would not have been very excited to be my wife for this period (laughs) you would really you'd really hate to see it so therefore mama bring (laughs) (laughs) ready for that one (laughs) i was not dude that that definitely was a good wow yeah i really i have no idea why i said that (laughs) That (laughs) that's probably the best thing (laughs) i've heard me say in a while Alrighty. Um, See, look, and the challenge has brought us together. We're getting we're getting to meme together more. This is great. Yeah, no, that's definitely a, another good another good unintentional side effect was um, more FaceTime and like more like dedicated time uh, every day to kind of catch up with one another. So that's definitely been really good. Besides our our meme group texts and our right. and our gaming sessions. Um, Ooh, I, and I have a I have a quote that might uh, take us to whatever you have next pretty well. I think with the you know breaking the limit and everything like that, I I believe it was Genghis Khan that had the saying, "If you want something you've never had before, you've got to do something you've never done before." I think that doing this kind of thing has just taken us to a new level of fitness and a new level of expectation of ourselves and and of our mental faculties that we had not brushed up against yet and i i think i'm expecting to to see that start to translate over into other aspects of life so i think it has been a cool little test and challenge in that way it wasn't Tom, it wasn't genghis khan it was thomas jefferson i was way off <laughs> You could not have been further from... Oh, wow. What a dadgum dingus, am I right? Where did you get Genghis Khan from? Beats me, man. I, <laughs> I, I thought I had heard... I would probably heard that quote from somebody before, and they had said Genghis Khan, so I'm going to blame other people for my problems. That's fair. Point the finger. So I was actively looking for other parts of my life along the way. Looking at other parts of my life along the way, seeing if I could notice any willpower increases or any more drive or motivation. And I think overall, the answer was slight to none. But I think it would be unfair to say that because I did this, everything else should inherently increase, right? I kind of expect everything to fall into place in my life now, personally. Shut up. No, you don't. <laughs> no, but so I say that to say, like, I know it sounds really jumbled, and I'm going to try my hardest to to get to a point here. Yeah. But what this made me realize is that 
because I'm doing this, not everything is going to just be inherently better because I took control over my brain and body in one particular instance. If I want other things to be able to be pushed along further, I'm going to have to push it further. So that was kind of a, a unique awakening moment that I had, um, you know, with cold showers. I was like, yeah, I felt some willpower increases and I felt some of this and that and the other. And I did. I did. Whether it was placebo or not, I definitely felt something. But I think what this made me realize, this particular challenge, was breaking my limit and everything is going to require so much work and effort more so than you think that I, you are ever going to be prepared to give. Yeah. I I think that, I think you saw that because there's an intentionality put forward into that one aspect and you're funneling a lot of thought and intention into one thing. And I think you can take that same principle and apply it to a lot of things. And isn't that crazy to think about? Like, Hey, I ran a 10 K this month after sitting on my butt for a long time. Uh, you know, not just sitting on my butt, I'll be fair to myself, but you get the idea. Like I, I would have never thought I did a 10 K and imagine if that same sort of funneling thought and effort and intentionality was put into something that I don't know that I have passion for something that I want to continue to grow in, you know, something like that. It's like, what's the equivalent of a 10K in, say, videography? You know, what is what does that look like? And so I want to start finding those little comparisons and uh, seeing what it looks like to give that kind of effort, that kind of intentionality into a habit in the same amount of time or even longer for stuff that I'm passionate about. I really, really love that analogy. Is like, what is that? What is that equivalent? Because I think that the word intentionality really definitely encompasses this particular challenge, because there's not one thing about this that can be passive, you know, and I think in every aspect of a monthly challenge, this is probably going to be the most intentional, because it's not a replacement of, like I said, you're not just taking a cold shower after taking hot showers you're not replacing your food with vegan food you're not it, i mean it's it's in addition to right it's on a substitution it's a whole new thing so that's intentional in of itself but then the nature of it is everything that you do has to be intentional because there's no way to unintentionally do a push-up right there's no way to unintentionally run a 10k just like nobody unintentionally ever intends to make it big on YouTube. Nobody ever unintentionally makes a podcast. You know, all these things are intentional endeavors. It would definitely be very interesting to see how this plays in to... One of the things that I was thinking about was doing a uh, an Adam Revisited like at like six months to a year after each challenge happens. Do a re-up. And I would really love in March or six months from now or a year from now, reflect on this moment and see, are our other pursuits better suited and better, more well-rounded because of what the work that we did here, because of the groundwork and foundation of what intentionality looks like that was done here today or this month rather. 
that was really hard for me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we get there eventually. Well, and there was uh, the the only notes that I took on specific runs since the ones earlier this month were only a few more giant runs to go. This sucker is taking a toll on me, bruh. Ready to chill out for a while. And then <laughs> the next one was uh, felt like Saitama on the or Saitama. By the way, you were totally right in the first way that you pronounced it. It's I, I corrected you to Saitama. It's they say Saitama. And oh, so okay, was, cool, cool. Yeah, I was like, what a what a wild time. But <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Skip thirty seconds ahead if you don't want a spoiler for slight spoiler for One Punch Man. Um, his hair falls out because of how hard he works in the challenge. Yeah. And after the 4.75 mile run that I did one day, I said I felt like Saitama on the 4.75 mile run. Got a bunch of head tingles. Oh. And so, and so I, I, that's, I, I say that obviously because it's a funny point to make. I, but I did genuinely feel like my head started tingling. And it gets that way like when I start working out to that kind of degree. And on that same note, I'm wondering like, have I ever given like a head tingling amount of effort to something else that I'm passionate about? Have you fought the half crab man in any other? <laughs> okay. You've seen a little bit of it. I've seen enough. I've seen enough to kind of understand the gist. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause I, I, I'm the type of guy and I feel like a lot of listeners will be too, that I'm a Jack of all trades kind of approach. You know, I want a foot in everything and it's like, okay, that's good to an extent. But going with the time that we've got here, it's like, what would it look like to invest in intentionality so much into one thing for a set amount of time and then maybe switch over for another thing, like for a little bit amount of time? You know what I mean? Like set habits up to where you give a head tingling amount of investment into the thing that you're doing. So there was a book that I've referenced once before on the show, but I'm going to reference it again called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McCown, I believe, M-C-K-E-O-N-O-W-N. And in this book, there are so many just like cool one-liners that are interesting to take. And the book can get kind of businessy. Like I definitely don't recommend this to everybody, but if people kind of feel like they're there's too much going on and their head is, is too discombobulated, this is definitely a book that I would recommend you definitely have to kind of read it and pull meaning and derive your own meaning from it. But one of the things that really struck me as somebody who would consider themselves a jack of all trades, master of none, is having doors open is amazing and wonderful and super awesome. But options are just things. And you're only going to take action on one of those options. Having options is fantastic until you have to make a decision. So I definitely think that mentality can carry over into this this little bit right here, where it is like, I something that I've always wanted to do is work really hard at video game development. I've always wanted to do it. Pinnacle end goal for, for me is I want to make something of that. But I always work pretty hard at opening any door that I can, any opportunity that I can, whether it's like in job and life and work and, you know, anything like that, I always make sure to see like, how can I make sure that my options are full and, and fulfilled. But I would love to see 
if I sat down and I really made myself do that, like work on a game, like work on it. Don't just idealize it. Don't just say someday this is going to be a magical thing that I get to, but really put my nose to the grindstone and work at it. I would love to see what comes of it if I can put that same level of intentionality into that endeavor. You, you ready for me to take it full circle real quick? Full circle, baby. I think of I think of this every time that uh, I've heard you bring up essentialism. The book, uh, there's a so this is making a different point on it, uh, but I think it it uh, brings it back to a a point that I was getting at earlier, and that's the rest days. So for as much that you're putting forward into a thing, I think it's been an important takeaway for both of us that hey, if this is going to be something you continue to do going forward, like as a long term thing, you got to have rest. Like you can't just go on and 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 strive and strive and strive and expect yourself to keep going without some sort of rest incorporated in. And I think that was one of the bigger pitfalls of the challenge. And every every time you bring up essentialism, it makes me think of this uh, this song called Antisocial. And it's talking. It, it sounds sad, but it's all about like a rest day. It's all about a, a day of rest. And it's he's talking. In this one line, he says, I meant to read this book called Essentialism, supposed to help you if your calendar is like prison, but I only got two or three chapters in before my schedule locked the door to my cell again. And it's like, even reading the book, Essentialism means nothing if you're not giving yourself that rest and that margin in between. And my muscles can't develop if you're not given that rest and that margin in between. I think there's just so many parallels in this workout to that sort of thing. So for as much as you're moving forward, for as much as you're grinding and you're working, I think you're going to miss out on a lot of reflection and a lot of uh, actually how far can you go if you miss out on that on those rest days and, and on those those times, those periods of letting yourself rest. It's kind of like it's kind of like also a slingshot. You know, like to go for like you can throw a rock pretty good. You can, you can probably hurl hurl a rock pretty good, but a slingshot can multiply how fast you can you can send that rock. It's like an instrument that specifically does that. And to go forward, the rock has to go backwards. You have to sling it backwards. You have to pull it taut. And so it's like it's storing up that energy. That's kind of what you're building up on those rest days. It's not some sort of counterproductive thing, even though it looks like it at first. Like the rock's going backwards. But all, it's all for that purpose of seeing yourself reach that place. After, after a quick break, we will, uh, we will discuss the arrow scale and, and some final thoughts on this. Stay with us, and we'll see you in just a second. Okay, well, welcome back. That was a, a, a fantastic little, little break there. We got a whole, a whole 30 seconds to, to save our audio to make sure that our recording software doesn't crash on us again and make us lose some darn right it's like when you pull a slingshot back and you (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like whenever you're intentional with your actions (laughs) it just to really break that barrier in your mind you know really push past your limits it's like whenever you name your guns molly and ringwald (laughs) yeah and it's like now i'm ready for dessert mama (laughs) (laughs) all righty uh before we become too too much meme kings here let's go ahead and arrow scale it out man rock and roll all right accessibility how you feeling on accessibility accessibility i've stayed pretty consistent on that one i think it's a 
No, I think I said one last time. With a, I want to give a decimal so bad. With with accountability two, without accountability one to zero. So, uh, yeah, do something like this. Lean on your friends heavily. Yes, I. Throughout this time, life got busy, busier than I expected it to be. Uh, a global pandemic struck and did some some severe limiting. I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home, but working from home does not equate to easier work or anything. And I have found that my schedule while working from home, I feel I get the same amount of work done, but I feel less productive because of that. Having to stop and say, I have to do my run now becomes increasingly difficult. And this is just something that I don't think is accessible. I give me completely honest with you. Like if I, if this was not a challenge, I would not have completed it. I know that for a fact, just based on schedule alone, I think. So for that reason, I'm going to have to give it my lowest answer yet. A one, a 1.5. If we didn't have a dictator running the show. Nope. I absolutely would have still given it a one. I don't know. (laughs) Don't don't enforce your decimals on me, boy. <laughs> um, my my middle name is Dewey, Dewey Decimal. Oh, Kyle <laughs> Kyle Dewey Inman. <laughs> it's kind of funny. My middle name does start with a D, but it's not Dewey. Can it be? Can it be like double D, like Kyle Dewey Decimal, Inman? That is an oof. Will you please just go change your name real quick? Oh, absolutely. Legally? Yeah, yeah. That's. I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure the office will be open, yeah. I was just... going to say, are the government offices where you live open? <laughs> I are don't they? think so. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, so I couldn't even if I wanted to. Sucker. Well, you need, you need to go down to the courthouse and, like, raise some serious trouble and just say, I am not leaving until my name changes. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> His name is Kyle Dewey Decimal Inman. <laughs> That's pretty good. It will be after you give me what I want. Recommend. Do recommend. Solid meme. Eight out of eight. So how are you? How how are you feeling on excitedness? Uh, it could be <laughs> retrospectively or moving forward. Or <laughs> just kind of talk. Say. Talk me through your thoughts on excitedness. I'm so excited to be done. Let me give it a yeah. four. <laughs> okay. Now <laughs> retrospectively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, retrospectively, like, if we... Uh, does that mean, like, if we had to do another, like, this back-to-back in April? No, just kind of, like... Not just, like, the feeling of excited of it being done, right? Like, ex- excited having done it. Right. I, I don't typically get super excited walking through the Valley of the Shadow of Death. So, I think I am happy that it happened and that we made it through and that we were able to achieve the commitment that so so it's that that saying where it's like whenever you're in seventh grade and your girlfriend breaks up with you and someone sends you that terrible facebook meme that says don't cry because it's over smile because it happened you absolutely (laughs) hate to see it the net gain of happiness in the world you remember that meme yeah, I would say probably retrospective excitedness would be somewhere around two or three. That's fair. Um, I'm a little more excited, I think, 
pushing past what I was doing, I think there was a little bit of dread every day. A little bit, if I'm being honest with you. And yeah. I, I'm using the word dread and all of its heaviness to emphasize how I felt. Whenever I'd work, I'd be at work. I would, I would sit there and I'd be programming. And sometimes the thing would come into my brain and say, "Cody, you have to run in two hours." And I'd be like, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I know! I know! Shut up! Shut up!" And then I'd be like, "Okay, I'm almost done with work." And then my brain said, "As soon as you close your laptop, it's time to lace <laughs> up your tennis shoes." And I was like, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> Yeah. And then I would like get on Reddit to like distract myself. Like, nope, I don't have to. And then I have a, a 15 minute timer on Reddit for the day. So it's like, as soon as that goes off, it's like, okay, no more Reddit. And then that would go off. And then my brain would be like, Cody, run. You know, you have to. I'd be like, let's check Twitter real quick. And then I'd let that six minute timer run out. Yep. And then I got so desperate. I got on Facebook I have a six minute timer on Facebook and I let that run out and I'm like, okay, I'll be, I have to go for a run now. And so I would do my workout and go for the run. But there was so much dread. I procrastinated so much more than I thought I could have. I say that to say, I'm so glad I did it for the sake of breaking the limits and all the wonderful gooey stuff we said before the break. I, that all still stands, but I think I'm going to stick with a four because I'm so happy it's over, but I'm so happy I did it. Smile because it happened. I th- I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an important point like that we almost glossed over. I think for every minute that I ran it had to have been doubled with the amount of procrastination that <laughs> that I did. And you end up losing double the time because you just you don't want to do it. So like dread is the perfect word for it. It sounds like what is it called overly i guess emotional or whatever like oh you're just being oh dramatic overly dramatic but not at all dread is the absolute epitome of what you were feeling (laughs) and i there would be times where i was dreading it so much i kept waiting and waiting and then like the temperature started rising and it hit 90 in texas and i was like man it's march and we're already hitting 90 this is insane i should probably make sure i run in the morning Nope, waited till the hot of the day to run. Yeah. Because I was I was dreading it so much I pushed it off until I couldn't anymore. Call us Judge Dread. Yeah, we were we were straight up on my ten K I started with a nice gentle cool breeze and by the end I had caught a sunburn. I was like, Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you were you were definitely red. You were you were red and you had run out of sweat. My lips were dry, clearly dry in the picture if you look at it on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Quick little shout out. Go follow Kyle on Twitter with your handle. It's <laughs> at Sweezy underscore Inman. <laughs> I still don't post on there very much, but yeah, you should check it out for a, a big reveal that I'm doing in like a year or two time. Cody a doesn't big... even Cody doesn't even know about it, so you should follow me. Hop on the bandwagon. What? There's, okay, I... I I might show it to you sometime before it happens, but I kind of want you to be as excited about it as I am. Wow. Okay. I'm building up to something in like two years, like a year or so from now on Twitter. Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) this is not like a joke for the show. Like Kyle really just like dropped the craziest truth bomb on me. (laughs) You officiated my wedding. (laughs) And there are still things like this that happen. 
bro. I well, I haven't told you because I want to see your reaction to like when I drop the tweet. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. You heard it here first, folks. You might as well go follow Kyle on Twitter. Unfriended. Get the big reveal in a <laughs> year and a half, it. two years. Hey, listener. I just want to take a second to thank you again for listening to A Thing a Month. I am so thankful that I have been able to put out episodes even during these crazy and trying times. I just wanted to ask one thing of you. Uh, if you if you're enjoying yourself while listening to Adam, uh, please share with uh, friends and family or anybody else that you think could uh, could use a couple laughs or maybe would want to try something try something new. You know, this is just a, a very unique time in history, and uh, hopefully we could spread some joy in the world, or we could uh, help inspire some productivity to those who are who have been affected by something like this. Maybe maybe running a 10k every day could help somebody. You know, I'm I'm kidding, of course, but you never know. Maybe maybe this could light a fire under somebody. So please share with friends, family, loved ones, grandparents, nephews, nieces, um, extended third cousins, twice removed. I heard were really really popular with with those crowds. So any any share would be greatly appreciated. All right, I'll let you get back to the show. I just wanted to to thank you and. And ask a quick little favor of you. Appreciate you. Okay, well, so I distract myself and let, from letting my brain wander because we'll be here hours, and I'll be like, "All right, is it bigger than a bread box? <laughs> All right, is it?" <laughs> I'm playing twenty questions over here. So, for the sake of not letting myself go down that dangerous rabbit hole, reservations. Reservations. No breathing. Um. Reservations, no breathing. I would give. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I'd say multiply that dread that you were just talking about by about ten to twenty. If we had to do it again this next month, like there would just be this weight automatically put on my shoulders. Like I, I really don't think I could do it. Like I might be able to give a mile a day. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it, did, did are you feeling the same thing? Because like. If someone were to tell you, you have to do that again this next month, what would you say? Oh, dude, my heart would, like, sink down to my stomach. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I could do it. I know that I could do it if I absolutely had to, like, if my life depended on it. But, oh, man, I cannot emphasize how much I do not want to do it again right now. That's exactly where I'm putting myself in the in the shoes of for the reservations thing. If, if that were the case, I would have max reservations, five, five reservations. I would so not be looking forward to it, and I'd resent the gun being held to my head that was making me do it again, or at least consecutively. Darn Skippy. Uh, you know, reservations, like thinking, you know, retroactively, I think I was very reserved every single day about it. And I think we were being very generous to ourselves in the beginning about how oh it's wonderful the sky is beautiful every day is a beautiful oh, day it's gonna be fun we're gonna we, we, conquer barrier we channeled our inner chick-fil-a employees and like oh, thank you and it's like we can't say you're welcome you know everything's wonderful and happy and skies are blue all the time but it was like after that two-week mark where it got real like there was no one mile every day and doing push-ups sucked it sucked 
and doing the sit-up sucked and everything sucked and i was sore my legs hurt i was cramping so um all that to say reservation zero (laughs) (laughs) bro since the last podcast it really like that was the that was the milestone like that night do you remember you were like uh where are you at right now and i was like it might just be the night that you're asking me but my gosh i don't want to do another thing like i don't want to move tonight and that night was tough that we saw each other like powering through it like that late uh, well and i think i had I, I had to listen to the podcast a couple of times just to make sure that i was like aware of everything that i had said and to know like this last score that the outcome score i wanted to be able to give like the most honest and thoughtful thoughtful response to it um and i gave a little bit of prophecy i was like i think that i'll be good for about a week week and a half and then it's gonna like i'm really just not gonna want to and absolutely prophetic good job old kyle because (laughs) like that that two week slump was so real the mid-month slump was ridiculous like i didn't want to do a thing and ironically that's when you started breaking your limits the most yes i i there was a day where i turned to i I was sitting there i had just finished my workout and i turned to my wife and i said do you think kyle would hate me if i just didn't run today and she said no but you know you should and i was like yeah it's like you're not going to be able to live with yourself if you like lie on the podcast. I was like, Ugh. but I think I could live with myself. I think I'd be okay. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm going to make myself a liar. And like, I really thought about just saying, "Yeah, I ran. I did it." <laughs> like that's how bad it got. Like, like that's bad. That's really, really bad. <laughs> that's um, really how it be some of those nights, though. No, like legitimately, I was really, I was at my, at my limits. There's I was no... like, I'm just sore. I'm tired. I'm broken. I'm a be- broken, beaten man. With that being said, I feel like there's no way neither of either of us can give uh, less than a five on this. Cause some of those nights were just like maxed out reservation. Legitimately. I think speaking retroactively, it's a five. And I think speaking like future tense, like if we had to do it again, also a five <laughs> yeah same and i think that might be underselling it like we are giving the highest number of the scale and i do not think i can reiterate the gravity of the number that i'm giving it 5.8 first of all it scales from <laughs> zero to five. Second of all we don't do decimals on adam kyle <laughs> the, the look you gave me <laughs> first of all <laughs> um okay last but certainly not least outcome Yes. Outcome. I, in typical Kyle fashion, after much thought and discussion with, you know, the board of trustees of this You want to give it a decimal? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, but I will go right down the middle. I'll say three because um, I think for as much good and inspiration and cool things that truly did come from this whole experience challenge, there's an equal amount that was just crushing and heavy and difficult and well not just difficult for the sake of oh i had to not be comfy for a little bit it's just straight up difficult like hard and and like a willingly throwing yourself into the fire hard and like people that would 
come across and say like why are you running so much tonight you know like i'd be on the trip and they'd be like why are you running and i said well i'm trying to help my friend for a podcast (laughs) (laughs) you know and it was it was one of those things where it was just like people would say like i couldn't do it like i ouch like that sucks i'd be like yeah it does doesn't it and (laughs) i was like it really hurts and so i'm gonna give it a three because i think there was a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff i i really liked your response and justification i i'm going to say four and the reason i'm not gonna give it a five is for all the same reasons i'm not giving it a five because of everything that we talked about but i definitely think three might be personally for me underselling how proud of myself that i am Like, I feel like I'd be not giving myself enough credit. But going into this, I expected it to be rainbows and butterflies on the other side. Like, now that I'm finished, it's like, wow, I did it. I'm amazing. High five myself. High five you. High five the world. It's amazing. It was not the case. And (laughs) Exactly. I think whenever people talk about this, I think they talk about the rainbows and butterflies a little too much. You know, a lot of them, they're they're more so realistic. They say, hey, this is not good for you because you're doing it every single day. You're not allowing your body to rest, X, Y, Z. But I think it's like, you're going to feel so wonderful and amazing that it's over. But I really do feel like that's still overselling it a little bit. Because there are a lot of things that happen in this that are just not ideal, right? Like, I'm going to have to train myself not to eat so much again which is not an easy thing to do you know coming as somebody who lost 50 pounds in the past year and a half like that's going to be really hard to get back down and say hey there's you can't just snack when you want to you can't just do this you can't do x y and z so because it's not all rainbows and butterflies i'm gonna dock it but i'm going to stick with the four because we did it yeah i i could i could definitely see that before we wrap up here Is there any final slash parting thoughts that you want to leave us with? Take accountability. Be ready for what it's going to cost you. And it's a doozy. It absolutely is a doozy. So would you recommend this personally to anybody else? Uh, I think it might be a cool challenge to do for some of my like fitness junkie friends. Like I know a guy personally who has run a full marathon, what is that, 26 miles? And, I mean, I, I feel like that's something he could do. You'd, you'd get up super early, you slot out an hour of time, you'd, you'd knock it out. I mean, nice and easy with you, you know, you know. Nice and easy does it. Besides those people, though, that are, like, ready for it, that's that's one thing that I was going back to earlier, too, is that when we started this, we knew that it would be – um that we would be good people to hear from as far as this challenge goes, because we're like, you know, we're layman's term here, you know, like we're, uh, the normal ordinary, like not work out that often, you know, not, not the worst of shape, not the best of shape kind of people. We're not globo gym. We're average Joe's. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And to, from an average Joe's perspective, no way. Like, start start somewhere else i think especially with people just starting new workout type stuff you don't want to demoralize yourself to this extent if you're trying to shoot for something that's long lasting and i would say 
start smaller like my pace going for a 10k you know like i had to learn how to run an 845 pace and be content with that in order to do a 10k so i would say do that and apply that same sort of thing toward a different kind of workout my recommendation is definitely along the same vein i think that the average person should not do this as anything else than a challenge this is not a fitness routine this is not something that i would recommend anybody else do unless you just want a genuine physical fitness challenge unless you're trying to break a limit or if you are trying to have something to say oh i did that i tried it and here's what i thought about it because this this is not sustainable this is not something that i'm going to be continuing um I will say I have found a new love for running, which was really cool. Um, I definitely will be continuing running, but I wouldn't say dive into this headfirst to get all that. I would definitely recommend pacing and and everything else. Be smart about it. Don't don't do this unless you're ready for everything that it entails. Would be my recommendation. Kyle, thank you for doing a combined total of 100 miles with me. And 2,800 push-ups, 2,800 sit-ups, and 2,800 squats for a combined total of 5,600 of each of those. Thank you so much for, for participating in this with me and, and being my accountability buddy. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, my friend. It was, you know, it was a, it was a, I definitely went further than I ever would have thought I would have gone. Yes, absolutely. I, yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Well, I have been Cody. And I have been Kyle. And you can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Kovar. That's where I post a lot of uh, show stuff and just general. Uh, I try to tweet funny things when I can. Uh, and all social media, at Mr. Kovar. You can find us on the subreddit, r slash a thing a month. That's where the shows we posted and having discussions you want there. Uh, where can people reach you at, Kyle? You can find me on Instagram at Kyle Den. That is K-Y-L-E-D period uh, I-N. And then you can find me on Twitter at Sweezy underscore Inman or on YouTube at just Kyle Inman. And I should be the first Kyle Inman channel that pops up. And note, whenever you read Kyle in, that D does in fact stand for Dewey Decimal. Oof. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to plug before you leave? Uh, nah, man, I'm just out here, um, just trying to, trying to plug like, Hey, while this virus is going around, man, there's so much, there's such a culture of hoarding and insecurity and keeping to oneself. And I hope that on social media, I just see a culture of encouragement being given out freely. And so that's all I'm trying to promote. Beautiful. Well, I'll promote on your behalf. Kyle recently posted a, a video about uh, funny interpretations of Bible verses. I would definitely recommend go checking that on his YouTube channel. He's a funny guy. He's got two two good dudes with him, and they're just sitting around and, and having a good time. It was a really funny watch. And, uh, you know, even even if you are not a, a traditional Christian or even if you are don't believe, if you believe in something else, I definitely think this is worth a watch. It's definitely quality content. Yeah, if you don't watch for me, watch for the other dudes. <laughs> Yeah, it it was definitely definitely I I laughed the whole way through. 
So thank you so much, Kyle, for being here. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, Don't let your dreams be dreams. And make sure to join us next month when guest co-host Haley Shepard and I spend at least one hour every day on our hobbies during this quarantine productivity challenge.